It's been a while. It's been a while. We have, Desmond and I have both admitted that. But guess what, folks? <laughs> That's right, folks. It's March Madness season. It's March. It's March. It's the end of March. It's exciting. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth quarter. We're podcasting 438 miles between each other. That's two cities, two rival cities, and two rival universities. Lubbock (laughs) and College Station, Texas Tech, and Texas A&M, respectively. And welcome to the fifth quarter podcast. Uh, Alongside myself, I am George Koff, and with me is Desmond McLaughlin, as always, for episode number 16 of the podcast. And we welcome in Desmond McLaughlin. Desmond, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, George. How are you, man? Doing fantastic. It's uh, we've come back from both have come back from spring break, so we're ready to uh, hit the books again. And of course, unfortunately, this week, despite it being the first week back, it also means time to look at the bracket and uh, focus on the bracket rather than schoolwork, right, Desmond? Of course, George. Always school comes first. I don't want to admit that to my my fam my parents. So, mom and dad, you're listening. Just know that I'll be I'll be doing both this week. <laughs> uh, so. March Madness, as the name goes, we always get some sort of upsets, exciting uh, results. And uh, let's just discuss. We'll just go ahead and get right into it, Desmond. If you, uh, if you, if you think so, should we just get right into it? Let's go straight into it. Let's do it. All right. We're going to have a, a longer episode today since we got to make up for the lost time that we had from January 25th to today, Tuesday, March 19th, 2019. So here we go. Um, we'll talk about the first, the one seeds that were on Selection Sunday: uh, Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, and Gonzaga. In that order, Duke being your overall number one seed, Virg- and going to the East region, Virginia going to the South region as the two, as the second highest number one seed. UNC and the Tar Heels taking their one seed in the Midwest region, and Gonzaga and the Bulldogs go to the West region, which. As the final one seed, does make sense though for them to be in the West seed. This is only the second time ever in March Madness history, or at least since 1985. I'd like to make that pretty clear. Most of the stats I have, and Desmond probably as well, um, it's what you can find in uh, up to the NCAA. It's 19 since 1985. There are all these statistics that we're going to probably use throughout the the podcast episode today. So since 1985, this is only the second time ever that a conference has had three of the four number one seeds. The other instance that occurred was big. the Big East did it in 2009. So this is actually the 10-year anniversary of it happening. And oh. those two, those three teams were Louisville, UConn, and Pitt. The fourth was UNC, which is funny because those three teams are now in the ACC. So, uh, or, or I'm sorry, are not. UConn is still not in the ACC. They're in the American I almost uh, right. screwed up there. <laughs> and of those three, UConn was the only one that went to the Final Four. So, Desmond, this leads me to my first question. If we know that the last time this happened, only one of the three conference of the one seeds that were from the same conference went to the Final Four, do you think that would happen again? Hmm. Based off the uh, teams that I see right now, I think at least two of them will be making it to the Final Four. And 
and personally, and, and you also you also have to remember that that UConn team had at least Kimball Walker on that team, just an outstanding athlete. That's true. Yes, 2009 Big East was that was like Syracuse and uh, <coughs> Nova was in the Big East. I think at that point St. John's. You had Marquette still in there. Uh, you had you had that was a stacked Big East, and so yes, that's a very good point that. Uh, UConn was stacked, and I do not believe they won the national championship that year. That was when UNC did end up winning in 2009. Right. Uh, as we break down the bracket a little bit more, in that same region as Duke, uh, Duke has Michigan State, LSU, Virginia Tech, and VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, or VCU as we call them, uh, are in that same region. Uh, in the West region, Gonzaga, Florida State, Michigan, Texas Tech are your four are mm-hmm. the top four seeds, and it's one. This is in it's one, four, two, and three respectively. In the South region, we have Virginia, Tennessee, Villanova, and Kansas State and Cincinnati. Uh, the two, the three seed in that in that region is Purdue. Um, that's one team I did not mention there. Uh, and finally, in the Midwest region, we have a huge blue blood. Uh, region with unc kentucky kansas and then we'll throw auburn and houston in the conversation so desmond if you had to choose uh if you had from this from these teams the top four in each region what do you think who has the biggest chance to get upset all right i just want to let you know i might be roasting a lot of teams today but i respect all athletes college players and coaches who have made it to this uh the cinderella dance congratulations to them but in my opinion, the Midwest is the weakest division of them all this year. I agree. I mean, yes. It, I mean, it's, it's not a fact. I mean, it's just you have uh, the Midwest. You have UNC as number one. Pretty solid team. Kentucky, a good team, but not as good as it's been uh, in the past. And then you have Houston and Kansas as three and four. Now, I think if you're looking at – if you're in UNC, you're feeling good about this. In my opinion, I'm from Houston. You know, Houston, Texas uh, race. But I think – I think Houston's a bit overrated, George. Don't you, do you agree with me? I do a little bit, especially uh, Mike. I have a concern with when I watched the American Championship game on Selection Sunday, right before the selection show. I was a bit bit uh, uh, scared because Houston they had come in dominant most of the year, and in their last two games in that conference championship, they squeaked by Memphis and they got beat pretty bad by Cincinnati. So. There's definitely flaws if you you can find in Houston that to shut them down, and that would be to shut down Corey Davis because the rest of the team revolves around Corey Davis, and he's not going to have a good game. Then the rest of the team's probably going to not do great. So I think if you're uh, in that part of the bracket, the bottom part of the Midwest, uh, Houston is probably going to make it to the Sweet 16 because there's in their four in their um, sub bracket of of the three other teams, Iowa State, Ohio State, and Georgia State, who they play first, um, mm-hmm. there's nobody that's going to contest with them. But when they go to play whoever wins that bottom, Kentucky, Wofford, or Seton Hall, uh, they are going to get beat, I think, unless they can yes. pull some sort of upset and Kentucky doesn't make it to the Sweet 16 and you can get Wofford or Seton Hall or something like that. So I, I, think, just, it, I think it just depends on who Houston plays, but there are flaws that there are ways to beat Houston. Houston is one of those teams you could classify as beatable. I'm just saying, I, UNC, I think, has the greatest chance out of all the number one seeds. Kansas, I think that they're a hit or miss. You know, yeah. I watched them 
I watched them play against us, uh, Tech. We destroyed them. They're they're not the team they used to be back in the day. They're not as dominant as they were. Um, and then the fifth seed is Auburn. You know, Auburn's about as good as Kansas. I just think UNC has the, the greatest chance. I'm not saying like that they will. I'm saying they have the greatest chance of all number one seeds to make it to the final four. I definitely agree with that, and it's. I think it just has to deal with because that's the weakest, as you mentioned, the weakest yes. bracket, a part of the bracket, and. Um, I mean, you look at these teams. I mean, Utah State, Washington. Okay, it means something when your regular season champion in the Pac-12 is a nine seed. That's how weak the Pac-12 is this year. Auburn, New Mexico State. We'll talk about that matchup in a second. Wait, George. Uh, all right, in, in, hold on. In your opinion, what do you think the strongest division is in the bracket? For me, I would have to take the East um, mm. because. I like Duke and Michigan State to take it all the way to the Elite Eight. Um, either I'd say either East or the South, though, if we are yeah. the strongest, mm-hmm. because Virginia, Tennessee, Purdue, Villanova, yep. Kansas mm-hmm. State, um, mm-hmm. Cincinnati That's... even. You have a lot of teams here yeah. that traditionally have been really good. Now That's this what year, I, I said the South, too. I said the South, now, too. Now, this year... They kind of been up and down, so it just it's gonna come and depend on who who shows up. But the thing I have with the East is you're always gonna get a good Duke team, even right. if it's without Zion Williamson. You're still gonna get a team that can beat. I'd say probably fifty percent of the of this of the teams in the bracket this year, with uh, Virginia Tech and <laughs> Michigan State and um, and LSU. Michigan State's dominant. So is Virginia Tech. You, we've seen the ACC dominate. We've seen the Big Ten be really good. I just, I just am curious to see how that bracket plays out because there are many possibilities for an upset. Maryland's got to watch out because the winner of tonight's first four game, which, by the way, as we are speaking here, it is uh, 6.40 local time, uh, central time, and as we are speaking, Prairie View A&M and Fairly Dickinson are playing each other, and that the winner of that game gets Gonzaga. Um, but the late game today, Belmont and Temple, is going to be who Maryland plays, and I think that could be something that Maryland's got to watch out for. Same thing with LSU and Yale. Yale's got a very good offensive team. They can put buckets on the board. They are do- they are consistently dominant off the on the off the glass. They can rebound. LSU has struggled recently with the whole Will Wade situation. They have struggled. Mm. That that middle part of the bracket, we'll see who comes out of it. The p- outsides with Duke, Michigan State, and uh, Louisville. Even I'm not so I'm not so concerned about that. I think those are those are potential locks, if if you would, leading yeah. into our next our next section. Oh yeah yeah. But I, the next I, section. Because I, I'm, I'm going to stop there for a second. Go ahead, Desmond. Oh, okay. I just want to say that football season was great. You know, you love football. I love football. Right. But I had, to li- I had to listen to you. You're you're huge Aggie, correct, George? Correct. Uh, biggest one out there. I had to listen to you brag about this Aggie football team while my team was losing. So I think you have to sit here and uh, just let me name up the facts about okay. the Texas Tech basketball team. Big 12 champions. Uh, coach of the year. Big 12 coach of the year. Big 12 player of the year. Who also probably be uh, top ten draft pick next year, Jared Culver himself. I'm sorry, Josh. That's how I thought I would hey, quick. Desmond, uh, Desmond, 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 I gotta, I gotta tell you something though. Did you win the Big Twelve Conference Championship? All right, all right. 
right, George. Tournament? Conference tournament? No, I don't think so. Did you lose to the worst team in the league this year? Yes, I think so. We, we were resting for the March Madness. We oh, have, please. We have, oh, we have please. better things. Oh, please. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next section. <laughs> On that note, speaking of Texas Tech, Desmond, realistically, what do you think their chances are? And what do you, where do you expect them to at least get to? Maybe, maybe you're looking ahead and to the Elite Eight Final Four, but where do you think they'll they'll most likely at least get to the first, like the the that would exceed expectations or not exceed that would meet expectations rather. All right, uh, realistically, I would probably see them going to the Elite Eight, okay, without, and losing to probably Michigan. Which I believe is what happened. Is that what happened last year? Did, no. Didn't they lose? No. Um, Texas Tech lost to. They did not lose to Michigan last year. Michigan uh, was able to beat Florida State last year because Michigan beat AM in the Sweet 16. And oh, then, it was AM. I was okay. Um, I will double check while you go ahead and keep describing why. I'll double check All right. Texas Tech. <coughs> well, looking at who they had to play, by the way, I'm, I'm, I might consider going to uh, the second game. Because it's in Oklahoma, which is not that far from Lubbock. Okay. Um, they pl- start off against Northern Kentucky, not a very strong team. Then they have to most likely play Buffalo, which the record looks nice, but they are they are not in a very good conference. I mean, um, and they're one on one against uh, top twenty five teams, so I think we can definitely handle that. And then the uh, that's when they um, that's when they're in the. Uh, actually, I, I was not really late. 16, my fault. That's when they have to play uh, most likely Michigan or Florida. And that'll be a very tough game because Michigan is a very strong team. I think that they're underrated, but uh, that'll be definitely a tough game. I I agree with you. And to, to well, I, we checked that. Um, our small little research uh uh, I guess our research department here between the two of us is very small, <laughs> but uh, uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders did, they defeated Stephen F. Austin in the first round, mm-hmm. Florida in the round of 32, Purdue in the Sweet 16, and were def- and lost to Villanova in the Elite Eight. Okay. In which well, Villano- to the eventual, to yeah. the eventual national champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, blame them for that. So you do think they would get back to the Elite Eight this year? Is what you uh, no, no, no. I, I, I sweet 16. Sweet 16. Okay, sweet 16. Okay. Um, on that note, Houston, we just talked about how they've kind of been wishy-washy. They've been up and mm-hmm. down. Where do you – realistically, where do you look at them as a – at their chances? I where see, do you think they should I go? see Houston losing in the second round to Iowa State. I'm sorry. Okay. I, you, you know how hard I was for Oklahoma – you know, I don't know what it is about other Big 12 teams, but probably because I get to personally see them up front, being like it's go to the games, but I'm riding Iowa State. I think that they're a way better team than the than their ranked shows. Uh, let me explain why. They, they were they won the Big 12 championship against Big 12's not a very bad conference. No, agreed. Uh, they they they've been playing dominant. They they did lose at least 3 of the 5 of the last regular season games, but they came back for the Big 12 championship, obviously going undefeated during that. They beat they beaten Texas Tech. They beat Kansas State twice. They beat Kansas twice. They beat Baylor. They beat Oklahoma twice. They beat Ole Miss. Th- these are all top top ten teams. In, oh, like and, and without ra- a without a doubt, yeah, ranked ranked in the in the uh, like their division. So th- this is definitely not a team you can sleep on. You could make a case that their quad one wins, and for those that aren't 
familiar with the the NCAA's new ranking of quad one and net rankings. Quad one just means that it's uh, a win over some a team that is in the top thirty of the of the in the net rankings, and the net rankings are an overall ranking that a uh, system that NCAA uses. So uh, you could argue that Iowa State has some of the best quad one wins because oh, yeah, because. Of- they, because of yeah. the Big 12, but also out of conference, too, of who they played out of the conference. Ole Miss, who made it to the tournament. Um, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think who they played in their uh, in their out of in their uh, preseason tournament, not preseason tournaments, but the early tournaments. Uh, I can't name any off the top of my head, but uh, re- regardless of that, of that, um, here I'll get it in a second here. But I'll, give, I'll, give give the I'll research department one give it the, give the research department one second here. Um, mm-hmm. They were able they've defeated um, uh, they lost to Iowa but it was close. They beat North Dakota State. North Dakota State's in the tournament. Um, they beat Kansas. Kansas is in the tournament now. That's Big Twelve play, but they're uh, they're uh, out of state. They beat Mizzou. Not necessarily a great win. They lost to Arizona. Arizona kind of tanked this year. Illinois, that's a good win out of conference. So you see they have these good out-of-conference wins that does benefit them. And because of playing in the Big 12, I, I, I'm with you. I think they should be able to beat Ohio State. Now, granted, Ohio State has had some trouble in the Big 10. Mm. And I might go against what I just said later on in our podcast. But I think Houston... They get Ohio State, they make it to the Sweet 16. They get Iowa State, Iowa State makes it to the Sweet 16. I agree. And I just want to make a quick fact real quick. Go for it. Did you know Michigan State is 10-1 and against top 25 teams? This year? Yes. Wow. That is unbelievable. Are you saying that they could they could compete? They could be the contender to knock off Duke. Well, I had them actually. Yes, I had them in the top in the final four, but okay. I didn't. That was even before looking at that stat. They are ten and one against top twenty-five teams. Golly. Okay. Only, well, only lost. Only. Oh, only think the only top twenty-five team they lost to was Kansas at the time. But that was like game one or game. Yeah. Two. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well. Let's hold that thought for just a second, and let's yeah, get yeah. To the final team in Texas that is playing. Purdue A&M. We don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> they are playing in the final first four. Um, last time I checked, they were winning. Uh, okay, they were being okay. fairly Dickinson. We won't look at their bracket, ho- their hopes yet. They will play Gonzaga if they win. But mm-hmm. let's look at Baylor, who is already waiting for their matchup against Syracuse. What are their chances? Do you think they beat get past Syracuse? Yes, I, I I had them losing in the second round to obviously Gonzaga, but I do think that they will beat Syracuse. Okay, okay, um, yeah, I I I don't agree with that. I actually have them losing the first round. I think Syracuse is a very good team. Tyus Battle, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dolage and uh, Bohem's son, Buddy Bohem, uh, they've just had a, have a really good talented team and. I think this is every time Syracuse is in the March Madness, they always find a way to do something really productive with that, with their seed, no matter what seed they are. I think they might lose to Gonzaga, 
Yeah, and I agree. I, I I might agree with that too. You know, I see Syracuse losing, especially after they uh Baylor lost. Uh, what's that dude like? Tristan Clark, I think his name was, because he had a knee injury, but he was averaging like 15 points per game. Right. But it, I I think that's gonna be a close game. We should definitely check that out. So that that will be a good one to watch. I always like watching the eight nine matchups strictly oh, because yeah. because they're the most evenly matched games. Mm. Hence Those- the reason. Hence the reason why it's eight versus nine, not those. Know, are, those are those are the games where uh, it could ruin your ruin your bracket pretty early. <laughs> right. Because, well, no. It, it, but you're right in all seriousness because it's truly a. Uh, ESPN says you have a better chance of doing a coin flip than just picking. Right. Uh, because they're they're they've split eight and nine seats have split the last twenty five years between each other. They've been e- like exactly even. So. Um, there's a, a factoid there for you. As we head into quarter number two, and we're talking about our bracket locks, sleepers, and upsets. Here to help, we're we're here to help your bracket. Now we cannot guarantee that our locks will make it to the turn to the to where we say they will make it to. Okay, right. do not hold us liable when your bracket is busted. We're just we're just trying to do the best we can, and we're using the insights that we have. Um, I want to throw that out there at the very beginning because you never know. So. Uh, we each chose a lock for the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, and the Final Four. Desmond, let's start first with the Sweet 16. Who is your lock for the Sweet 16? My lock for the Sweet 16 would have to be <coughs> Mean Blue themselves. Good luck, you, George. Uh, okay. The first games are against Abilene Christian, which I'm very surprised they made it, and against, uh, against Wolford. I th- believe I'm pronouncing that right. Wofford, or that's correct. Wofford or uh, Seton Hall, which are very not strong teams. So I think Kentucky has the best chance making it to the Sweet 16. Okay. Um, I got Tennessee. Tennessee plays Col- or plays Colgate in their first round, um, and then they play either Cincinnati or Iowa. Personally, I'd like to see Iowa advance because I think that would help Tennessee get to the Sweet 16. If Cincinnati wins, that would be a home crowd for Cincinnati. They're playing those games in Columbus. But I still think Tennessee beats Cincinnati, goes to the Sweet 16. Uh, for the Elite Eight, your lock for the Elite Eight. My lock for the Elite Eight is actually Gonzaga. Okay. Excuse me. They uh, start off playing the number 16 seed. And then the, the like worst possibility, the best teams from the conference that they could play would be Syracuse and then Florida State. I agree with that. I think that's that's a good good call. I've got Virginia. Virginia mm-hmm. really has one of the easier paths in this in that tough South bracket. They play Gardner Webb, 16 seed, they're win. They play either Ole Miss or Oklahoma. They should be either one of those. Then they play Wisconsin, either Wisconsin, Oregon, <coughs> Kansas State, or UC Irvine. Somebody, one of the double digit seeds is going to make it to the Sweet 16 there. So Virginia Tech's going to beat or Virginia's going to beat them, sorry, and Virginia will make it to the Elite Eight. Um, okay. And then finally. I feel like we're probably going to be decided on on the lock for the Final Four. You go first. Well, George, you just said it themselves. Virginia, George. Okay. I agree. I think you, I like what you said. Um, I believe that the path I believe they have to take would be the number 16th seed, uh, Ole Miss, Kansas State, and then Tennessee. You know, Tennessee's a great team, but then again, you know, SEC has very has been that strong lately, you know, in the past. And I just think that they uh, – We'll have the experience that Virginia has, you know, surrounding the uh, pressure going to the Final Four. Gotcha. For me, uh, 
I hate to be basic, but I got Duke. Duke mm. has the easiest path to the mm. Final Four. Minus, minus Michigan State. Minus Michigan State. I was going to say Duke. Then I saw Michigan State, and I was like... But I still think they'll be able to beat Michigan State. Duke with Zion, R.J. Mm-hmm. Barrett, and Trey mm-hmm. Jones is better mm-hmm. than... Yep. It better than any of Michigan State's guards. So, we'll have take you, Duke there. Have you seen the numbers Zion has put up since his injury? He's mm. like... I think he's yeah. averaging like 28 points per game in the yeah. four games he's played since coming back. Or three games. Yeah. Man's on a mission. He's on a mission to be the number one draft pick. <laughs> uh, speaking of draft picks, um, any any sleeper teams or double-digit or double digit team sleeper team, depending on how you interpret sleeper, to make the Sweet 16 in your mind? I'll go first, if you right. don't mind. Go uh, Speaking of draft picks, I think Murray State could make it to the Sweet 16. And guess who they've got? Who? Murray State's got Joe John ja, ja Morand, the guy that's probably going to be go number two after. Oh Zion. yeah, yeah, yep. Um, I think I think they they're a 12 seed. They pulled a 12-5 upset over Marquette. Mm. They would probably face Florida State. Mm-hmm. And I have two options: either Florida State makes it all the way to the Final Four. Or Murray State upsets them in the round of 32 and gets to the Sweet 16. I don't think they get that far. I think they probably only get to the Sweet 16. My other two teams that I think could make the Sweet 16 would be another 12 seed, New Mexico State, who I think is playing fantastic basketball. And they play Auburn in Salt Lake City. No advantage for seeding-wise, for Auburn, for home court advantage, nada. New Mexico State's closer. New Mexico State wins that game. They'll beat Kansas. And in fact, in one of my brackets, I've got New Mexico State going to the Elite Eight, but I think I haven't stopped in the Sweet 16 to UNC in my main bracket. My huh. third team, and I'll just briefly say them, Yale. Two words. Go Bulldogs. They beat LSU. They'll beat whoever beats Maryland, and then they'll make it to the Sweet 16. Desmond, what about you? Wow. I, I'm impressed, George. You went – when I said sleeper teams, I wasn't going that deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let's talk about my first sleeper team. They've been in this They've been in this bracket enough. They know what's going on. No matter what seed they are, you can't sleep on this team. I have Villanova. So I'm I was going to say, Villanova was one I was going to choose, but I don't know if I choose a – I don't know if a six seed counts as a sleeper. Yeah, that's why I said you went deeper than I did. But um, I actually, I have them going to the uh, – I have them going to the Sweet 16, losing to Tennessee. Okay. Um, my second one was, um, as you know, Iowa State, another six seed. have them going to the Elite Eight. For losing to UNC, man. So you're not buying into the 11-6 upset. You like all these nope. six seeds to win. I like all these six teams, George. But here, here's another one. Going to Sweet 16, I have number 10, Satan Hall. All right, George. Oh, see, see, actually, I do too. I will, I will agree with you on that one. I have Seton Hall beating um, Wofford. I have them losing to Kentucky, but I don't know. I don't know if Kentucky. If yeah. that's gonna be if they're well, gonna be able to stop. If you look at the if you look at the schedule, George, they they beat Villanova, good team. They beat Marquette. They, Didn't they beat they, Kentucky? They, they beat they Kentucky. Beat? They beat Kentucky. Now, so granted, that happen. was at Madison Square Garden in overtime. But they hey, they still won. It's possible. 
That's true. That's true. Um, do you think they make it past the Sweet 16 or only to the Sweet 16? Uh, <coughs> I have lose Iowa State in the uh, Elite Eight. So you like I mean, Iowa State? I mean, 16, 16, sorry. So you have Iowa State going mm-hmm. to the Elite Eight? Yep. And and I'm assuming you have them losing to North Carolina? Correct. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't see that. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in in your mind, what upset is the most likely to to occur? I said I didn't go very big. I besides the Seton Hall and Kentucky one I just mentioned, uh, the other one would have to be uh, Iowa over in Cincinnati. Okay. I I was gonna figure you're gonna say that. Because that is probably one that's a lot of people are going to choose. That yeah. or Minnesota over Louisville is a big one. Um, for me, I did. I went deep. I just mentioned it. New Mexico State over Auburn or Yale over LSU. You know, I think the reason why I'm not going as deep as I used to is because of the football season. You know, I used to go deep with the football season. Every single time, I was wrong. <laughs> now, so here's the deal I have is every year, there's always that team. Oh, yeah, there's always one. There's always one, and for me, the way the, the the committee set up the bracket this year, I think there's more than one. I think there's like four or five that have a very good chance. And Yale, Yale's one of those teams. Remember when they beat Baylor and Baylor? I forgot the guy's name who uh, a few years ago, and uh, they Yale out-rebounded Baylor in his press conference. Somebody asked the Baylor guy, um, how, you guys got out-rebounded by Yale. Do you want to talk about oh, that? Oh, yeah, like, I remember that. And he's like, yeah, they, <laughs> they jumped up, got the ball with two hands. That's called a rebound. They got more of those than we did. I remember that. Yale, Yale's going to get a win over LSU. LSU is, too, LSU is too scattered, and we'll see. The biggest upset, though, I think the, mm. the really the biggest upset that we could potentially see down the road for me, Gonzaga. Somebody else is going to make it out of that West region, and it's either going to be Michigan, Texas Tech, or Marquette, or Florida State. Mm, okay, at Marquette, but I, I, I could see that. I could see that. Hopefully, it's Texas Tech. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> um, my biggest upset was actually um, Oregon over Kansas State. Okay, and actually, I can see that happening. Oregon mm-hmm. making it to the Sweet 16. They they are a team that if you want to call a true sleeper, oh my gosh, they're a sleeper. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I actually had them. I had them. If you if you don't believe me, I had them. Um you probably can't see the contract. I can't thing. see that. I uh I believe I, you, George. You're you're an honest guy, I believe you. Alright. I had uh, somewhere somewhere along the lines there. I had I had Oregon as one of those sleeper teams. I just didn't mention them because I didn't feel like it. So, uh, right. all right. So, Oregon over Kansas State. I, I think you've got, you've got one good one there. <laughs> just one. Just one good one. No. <laughs> um, so, although it is March Madness, we're going to take a break from the madness. Talk some college baseball. I know Desmond's not a huge college baseball guy, so I'll, I'll head this discussion briefly. Uh, A&M, if we're talking about A&M, Texas Tech, A&M took two of three, which was a series victory over Vanderbilt, number one team in the nation, here in College Station on the weekend. They uh, first series win against the Commodores since joining the SEC, which was a big deal. Got a walk-off win on Saturday, got a shutout on Sunday. A&M's playing some good baseball right now. They're playing Rice uh, currently. I don't know what the score is, but... 
they'll travel to Lexington, Kentucky to play Kentucky on the road, uh, who did get swept by LSU. So hopefully that will be some momentum that Texas A&M can take out, out from following this weekend. Right. Uh, they, um, are, they are ranked 17th in most of the polls, and that's a rise of five five spots from last week. So that's a big deal. Uh, Texas Tech and the Red Raiders, they swept Wichita State at home, but then traveled down to Austin this past weekend and uh, was only able to get one from Texas in the Longhorns. They scored three in each of the three games against the Longhorns, losing three to four in the first, winning three nothing in the second game, which is a big deal, shutting out one of the most potent offenses in college baseball this year, and losing again three to four in the third and final rubber match game. Desmond, do you have any thoughts on the Texas Tech Red Raider baseball team? Well, I just want to say that they're ranked 19, so, you know, very close behind A&M. I like that competition between our two teams. Mm-hmm. And this might be, might be only one of the sports where, like, we might be able to compete with each other, like, evenly. Yes. Um, They play Michigan coming up here pretty soon. Might have to go to the game. That's um, correct. But they're let's actually, be honest, Desmond. Are people going to be focused on the Michigan series, or are they going to no, be focused on the basketball? March Madness. Yeah, exactly, yeah. March Madness. But I still got to show my support. I need to go out and see a game, actually. But I actually want to say that they're nine and one at home. You know that okay. that that home. You know what I'm saying? Sweet, sweet, sweet home. AM, I believe, is uh, we've had three losses at home: one to Gonzaga, one to Vanderbilt, and one midweek uh, loss. No, I'm sorry, four losses at home, which is uncommon. But one to Illinois, Chicago, beginning of the season; one to Incarnate Word in the midweek, and then one to Vanderbilt and one to Gonzaga. So. Obviously, doing a little bit better than A&M is on the, at home. Oh, yeah. That's uh, all right, though. In other news in, in Division One college baseball, we had our first perfect game of the season. Uh, East Carolina uh, beat Maryland on Sunday in the series sweep for the East Carolina Pirates, and they were able to get a perfect game, first perfect game in East Carolina's baseball history, which is a big deal. So that's pretty cool. And there's only one undefeated team left. That would be, and that title goes to the Sun Devils out in Tempe, the Arizona State Sun Devils. They're 19 and 0, 3-0 in the Pac-12. How long do you think this this uh, lasts? I don't know, George. We'll have to see. <laughs> I, I, personally, I think they're going to lose here very soon. It's hard. AM had a uh, 26 went 26 and 0 a few years back, and it was hard for them to keep that. They just kept getting grinding out. I think wins. I think it'll be a team like where they don't expect to lose. They have like a little confidence, and then then they just they end up getting like blown out or something. It's yeah. it's always like it's always like that. It's always exactly. like that. So of course now we've taken our little break from college bas- basketball, and it's back to college basketball for our game picks. We need to get some guests in here, Desmond. We really need to do that. I I can, I can guess guess. We'll uh. We'll uh we'll have that for next week, and we promise we will have an upset next week. Oh yeah. Okay, we will have an upset, not upset, an episode next week. We've been off the air for like a month and a half, but trust me, we'll be back to discuss the uh to discuss the first weekend of the tournament. We'll look ahead to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and we'll have somebody pick some of those games with us for sure. Um, but let's let's hit the let's. Let's uh, make it very clear. I am still beating Desmond in upsets this year. In in the year twenty in the year 2018-2019 broadcast season that we've done, I am a 
I am I picked more upsets than Desmond has even attempted to uh, attempted to win. He has two, and I have four total. I believe something like that. Uh, we each, if you remember last last episode, Desmond and I picked the same five teams in the five games that we picked. So we all we each had the same record, which was one and four. Yes, we only got one basketball game right. <laughs> Um, but I had the upset over Iowa State, and Desmond's upset pick was Syracuse over number at that time number eleven ranked ranked Virginia Tech, and mine was the twenty fourth ranked Iowa State Cyclones over the twentieth ranked Ole Miss Rebels. So mine worked out. Desmond's did not. Let's go right into this. Um, our first three games are the three teams we talked about earlier, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Houston. And then we've got five games that are probably going to be uh, very exciting and should be good ones to watch. So, Desmond. Yes. The first game on our on our uh, tally here, number three seeded Texas Tech and the Red Raiders take on the 14th ranked, not ranked, seeded Northern Kentucky Norse. Uh, that's right. Their mascot is something looking like a Viking. They play on Friday at 1230 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, not too far from the Texas Tech campus. Oh, yeah. They're looking to start the uh, tourney off right. I've got Texas Tech getting the 20 point, 20 plus point win. I've got them by 24. Desmond, what do you got? Well, George, how could I, how could I say no to Texas Tech? They're such a dominant team. I have them winning by 17 points, and I I expect them to do good into in the uh, tournament. No matter what, I've I've had a good season watching them play. Yeah, let's hope they do. Let's hope they represent some sort of Texas with some sort of pride. You know, <laughs> Baylor and Syracuse in the eight nine matchup. Baylor being the nine seed, uh, they will play in on Thursday on the first day of the tournament. Um, Around nine o'clock Central Time in Salt Lake City, I think Tyus Battle and the Syracuse Orange are too, too just good. I think they're just better than the ba- the Baylor Bears. I've got Syracuse by five. I have Baylor winning this game, and I have him winning by six. Okay, so either either a close game, and either Baylor or Syracuse. Apparently, according to us, the pundits here. Uh, moving ahead, we've got Houston, the three, the, another three seed, taking on the Panthers of Georgia State, a 14 seed. They play on Friday at 6:20 in Tulsa, as well in Tulsa. So big slate in Tulsa. We've got one more game that we're going to talk about in Tulsa. How many times can I say Tulsa? A Tulsa. Lot of times. <laughs> it's a fun city to, to say. Uh, <laughs> I think the col- the. I almost said the Tulsa Cougars. I think the Houston Cougars will be able to bounce back from their conference championship loss. I've got them beating Georgia State by 15. What do you have, Desmond? I have <coughs> I have Houston winning by 19. Wow. Yes. I know. <laughs> Don't worry. Mine was 15, about the same. All right. So away from the Texas schools, now we've got non-partial. We're non-biased. Maybe a little bit if we are picking Big 12 and SEC schools, but we're trying to be non-biased. Um, one of these games is going to be the start or the second game of the tournament. 
at 11:40 Central Time on Thursday in Jacksonville. The three, the the another three seed. Gosh, I like picking all these three seeds. Um, three seed seeded LSU and the Tigers take on the 14 seeded Yale Bulldogs. I think this could be an upset that won't feel like an upset because of the whole situation around LSU and Will Wade. As I mentioned it multiple times, he has still um, been suspended indefinitely. He he has expressed his uh, his reasoning to come back to the team. He would like to be reinstated. Uh, there is I have not seen anything on ESPN or any of the sites that have said that he will coach in Thursday's game. We still have plenty of time. There are two days for them to release a statement, but we will see. As of right now, Yale's can be very methodical in their possessions. They can rebound well. I've got Yale by seven in a 14-3 upset. Desmond? I went the opposite direction, Jordan. I had LSU winning by 13. So you don't think the Will Wade situation is going to bother them? No, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, George. (laughs) I'm sorry, but did you see the SEC tournament? I did. And then get, like, destroyed? Hey, Texas Tech didn't do so well against West Virginia. I still have faith in them. I guess that's true. <laughs> well, the the third game that we mentioned that's in Tulsa, this one's the night game, the nightcap, Iowa State and Ohio State. Gosh, you want to make sure you don't want to get those mixed up. That's the 6-11 matchup. Honestly, I know we've been talking about this, and Desmond, you have them in your Elite Eight. The road ends for the Cyclones. Ohio mm. State... Ohio State knocks off the Big 12 conference uh, tournament champions in overtime by four. Come on, George. Don't do me like that. Iowa State by four. Come on, George. Iowa State is a strong team. Just watch. Next week, we'll be talking about Iowa State. Uh, I don't think so, Desmond. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we'll, 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 if we do, if we do, I will let you, I will let you play the Iowa State uh, no, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't want to play Iowa State fight, so I can't do that. I'm still Red Raider. <laughs> I'll let you talk trash about Ohio State then, because you know, I, there's somewhere in my heart that still feels for Ohio State as a university I may or should have looked at, but you know. <laughs> um, moving ahead to our last three games that we are picking, uh, in Columbia on South Carolina's home court, the VCU Rams take on the UCF Knights. And a battle of, of three-lettered universities. Uh, see what I did there? VCU, UCF. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, don't, you don't get a laugh there. Okay, fine. And one of the most evenly matched games of the tournament, I've got the Knights finding plenty of ways to use Taco Hall and uh, or Fall Taco, big 7-5 guy. They'll play Duke, UCF by eight. And it's not an upset per se, but technically because they are the nine seed, it is an upset. Desmond, who do you have? I agree, George. I think it's a close game, possibly a buzzer beater. I have UCF winning by one. Good choice. And in a game we already referred to, and we know who Desmond's going to pick, but I guess we're still going to have to discuss it. The late game in Jacksonville on CBS, on national television, Wofford, the seven-seeded Terriers, take on the Seton Hall Pirates, the 10 seed Terriers, for me, they come into the tournament streaking. They're on a. They're, they are. Uh, they've won uh, quite a few games in a row. They're, they were ranked in the top twenty-five. They had the highest. Se- they're the highest seeded 
team ever from the Southern Conference, and they'll look to reach the Sweet 16. Wofford by eight. That's when we know you chose Seton Hall, but by how much? I had Seton Hall by nine, George. Why? Because, George, I think Seton Hall is a sleeper team, as I said before. <coughs> uh, where are my notes here real quick? And I have them being Kentucky, and I, I just really believe in them, George. All right. If you believe in them, I guess that's that's the uh, only way to say – that's the only thing you got to have your faith and your gut and your, your heart <laughs> and your head to be the same – feel the same way when you're filling out a bracket. Uh, and in our final game pick of the episode, Marquette, the five seed, takes on number 12, Murray State, and the Racers. Thursday game – Middle of the afternoon in Hartford, Connecticut, you have Ja Moran versus Marcus Howard. What more can you ask for? Two of the best player, individual players in the in the NCAA Division One right now. Marcus Howard has been averaging 35 points per game. Ja Moran has like 33 and 10 rebounds per game, or averaging 10 rebounds per game. I've got Ja Moran and the Racers pulling off a 5-12 upset, which will be one of three this year, folks. Three. And if you if you didn't hear the one earlier with uh, New Mexico State-Auburn, that's uh, New Mexico State, Murray State, and that's right, Oregon knocking off all five seeds. I've got, I think Mississippi State will make it through as the only five seed to the second round. So I've got an upset, Murray State by six. Desmond, who do you have? I'm not going to get that, George. I have Marquette winning by five. Why? What what, what sets out Marquette versus uh, over Murray State? I don't know. We'll just have to see. <laughs> okay. Again, if it's your gut decision, it's your gut decision. And you notice we have reached the buzzer, Desmond. You want to give us our little buzzer sound like we did last time? There you go, the buzzer. <laughs> we don't have any overtime this weekend because none of our small schools made it to the big dance. Sad. Davidson got knocked out in the A-10 tournament that was like literally just went haywire. I think VCU got knocked out in the first round, and Saint Mary or Saint and Saint uh, Saint Bonaventure got uh, knocked out in the championship game, and Saint Louis came from like being a being not in the tournament to being in as the automatic. So Davidson's not making it. I believe they're playing in the NIT, though. So, I mean, that's a good con- consolation prize. And my Shit. small school, North Texas, North Texas did not even come close, I don't think, to the NIT, let alone the CBI or the CIT, whatever the other postseason tournaments is. Who who cares? North Texas. Sorry, sorry, Mean Green fans. I know I've been rooting for you most of the year, but – they couldn't do it in the Conference USA tournament, so I guess that's that was just fate for them. Don't worry. We are out of time, but we'll be back next week for uh, for breaking down the second, the first weekend of the tournament. We'll look ahead to the Sweet 16 matchups and, hopefully, and potential Elite 8 games. We will check back in in college baseball and see how Texas Tech does against Michigan and how A&M did against Kentucky. And we'll look for other storylines, including probably some, uh, including some big storylines with some changing in the rankings, as there are a lot of ranked matchups this weekend. So, if Michigan State can go ten and one against top twenty-five opponents, then I think we can do another episode next week. So, uh, I think it's a good way to end our March Madness special. 
regular episode number 16 comes to a close with a so long from call station in Lubbock. Once again, for my, for, for my colleague in Lubbock, uh, he's Desmond McLaughlin and I'm George Koff saying so long. Good night and happy brackets. Giga Maggie's and Wreck'em Tech.